0: Christianity is not just involved with salvation, but with the total man in the total world. The Christian message begins with the existence of God forever, and then with creation. It does not begin with salvation. We must be thankful for salvation, but the Christian message is more than that. Man has a value because he is made in the image of God. A Christian should use these arts to the glory of God, not just for tracts, mind you, But as things of beauty to the praise of God, an artwork can be a doxology in itself.
1: That quote was from Francis Schaeffer in his book, Art in the Bible, and it was read by our producer, Alex. Today, our topic is the art of classical art programs. Our guest today is Kathy Spee, our Sheridan Hills Christian School art teacher. Um, She teaches kindergarten through 12th grade arts classes at our school. Welcome to the program, Kathy. Thank you. What are the goals of our art classes here at Sharon Hills Christian School?
0: Well, in my art classes, I would like to introduce the students to some history or works of art and some techniques so that they can take with them. And especially in the lower school classes, I would like to introduce some pegs and give them as much information as I can uh, to uh, to show them truth and beauty through works of art or uh, pieces of history.
1: Okay, awesome. And what type of uh, what does a typical lower school class look like in an upper school class? What what how many times a week? Um, what are your, how many what kind of upper school classes do you teach? Just sort of your day-to-day life.
0: Yeah, so it's a, um, so yes, it's a little bit different for lower school and upper school. So in lower school a typical uh, day is a, a forty-five minutes of class. They, I, I see every class for forty-five minutes every week, and um, I divide the lesson into. First, a lecture on the work of art or the artist that we are doing. So usually, I have a presentation. I show them a work of art or an artist, and we talk about it. We talk about the influence in of that work of art in society. Uh, is it a, a from a Christian view? Depending on the age of the lower school, you know the the. The upper yeah,
1: kindergarten would be very different. than sixth Right.
0: Grade. Right. Right. You know, the sixth graders can get a little bit more uh, information. Um, and so we we talk about it and it is really amazing because when I show them real art and I ask them, what do you see? it's incredible how these kids are so willing and so ready to start explaining or I see this and I see that and why is this person so much bigger than the other or what what's happening or um and and they blow my mind when they see sometimes things that I haven't even seen um so we both grow into um we both grow through this experience. Um, In
1: upper school, well, you have well, you teach. A, oh, go ahead.
0: Um. So after uh, we have a full lesson of um, you know of history and work of art, then we move into a work of art that they're going to do. So we pick either uh, a technique or color or an aspect of this. Artist or a work of art, we the replicate or um, we take, again, aspects of a work of art. We work on these uh, projects for like two, three weeks sometimes. So it takes a lot of work, you know, and I tell them this is our work. Uh, so it takes some work uh, to to do all of these. So it's not just like, here's some paint and paint something. It's not uh, free for it's all. Not it's not free drawing. No, not at so all. So give me
1: an example. What would a, a lower school project look like?
0: So for example, right now, um, the one that comes to mind is our first graders. Uh, we are uh, going through a, the standard of er. And I show them maps, where is Ur and who was from Ur, like, do you know Abraham? And so I am able to connect Bible through works of art. And and I can uh, reaffirm that the Bible is real, that these are not just stories, that this, here's where Nineveh is. This is where Ur uh, was, or, and this is where they found them. And so it's really cool to see them, wow, this is real, you know. Um, and so we looked at the work of art. And then next week, we're going to start maybe a little piece of that standard of art.
1: And I've walked into your classes before. I've seen um, younger students doing everything from drawing their own Doric Ionic Corinthian columns.
0: Correct. Yeah. So that is part of our third grade because um, I try to match the historical era of the grade with some works of art of that era. So for example, third third grade goes through Greek and Roman history. So I explain, you know, the classic orders, you know, the Doric, the Corinthian, and the Ionic. And then we see them later on in the Colosseum and they get so excited. It's like, we know these. Uh, We talk about the Agora. We talk about, you know, um, the Parthenon. and, And so they really get excited about what they're seeing in history. Sometimes I show them things that they are seen in their cards or in their history books. So they it's it's all coming together. It's not like this separated class, but it's all integrated into a classical education. And I've seen the kids
1: get really excited by this.
0: I hope so, yes. Yeah.
1: And then other times they will learn about an artist uh, on a piece of art. I'm thinking of the Arnolfini wedding. Um, by oh, Javanai. that's a favorite. But then you have them create their own version of it.
0: Correct, yes. So we go through the whole history and even the symbolisms of the um, Arnolfini wedding. And then we create our own little version of fini Of course, it's not the same, but they can see little aspects of it. And then when they see that piece done, they will remember all of the little details of the actual painting. So again, what we're trying to do is just create pegs for them to start hanging information from and so that they can continue to use that during their middle school and high school years and just create this beautiful web of information.
1: And it's great because they're not just um, learning the information, they're also applying it. So they're physically drawing or creating something along the lines of right of what you're teaching them so it becomes real it becomes more ingrained in that mind when you don't just hear the teacher lecture about it but in fact you also participate in creating yes the piece of art and as they well.
0: really get excited and one of my hopes and dreams here is that when they actually go to museums or when they are looking at a documentary they're not just dismissing the images or the paintings that they see but they can actually stop and study it, um, uh, enjoy it, uh, and and even read a a painting, not just this is boring or this is just something I've never seen, I don't understand it, and I move on, but to actually invest some time. And they will have clues from all of this information and all the education that has been given.
1: And we've, in the past, been able to take students to Europe on Europe trips yes. and you've joined me. But, and, and if you haven't figured out listeners by now, this is Kathy Spee. I'm Eric Spee. This is my wife of 23 years. Um, <laughs> we have gone to Europe with our students on, on school trips and I've seen them stand with you in front of the David or um, Michelangelo's prisoners. I, I, I have pictures of that in my mind of, of you sitting there and, and going over it with them, um, yes. going through the details or, or through uh, when we were in um, the Prado in Madrid with our students or the national gallery in London and breaking the, these paintings down yes, and just seeing their enthusiasm. And then it's kind of hard to get them out sometimes because they don't want to leave.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It is exciting uh, to visit all of these places and, and seeing all of these works of art with our students and, and seeing them enjoy it. It's, it's just a pleasure and a blessing. Uh, we also try to take pictures while we're there. And so when I am doing my presentations, you know, we we explain. I show the pictures, and then at the end, if we have time, I show them my pictures. So I, I show the work of art with my face in it, and they get sort of, you have seen this, you were there. So I hope they're starting to get a personal connection mm-hmm. with this work of art. So they get excited that one day, when they go and they. They can create these beautiful connections of truth. And
1: that's so classical. That's so different than just saying, and I'm not trying to be judgmental here for those of you, I'm not trying to offend people, but, oh, I'm just going to take a cruise to Europe and I'm going to go have coffee in in Italy, you know, or something. And then I'm just going to keep going. Oh, look, there's the Colosseum in passing. It's about living a richer life. It's mm-hmm. about having that classical background that where you really get can see the past, the the present, um, and all the things in it, the great details. And, and speaking of trips like that, the upper school, that's obviously an upper school trip. Uh, what are your upper school classes?
0: So in the upper school, I teach a little bit different. I One of the classes I teach is a APR history class and then the regular high school art. So the APR history uh, is actually a class it's an amazing class. We go through 250 works of art a year. So it's a very fast paced kind of class. But on each work of art, we go into detail, we see the function, the context, the um, art making process, and it is just very enriching um, class. It's not uh, hands on. Uh, but it's very much a history class through art. And, and I would
1: also add to that as you've constantly reminded me that your AP pass rate for that <laughs> is much higher than mine in uh, the history AP history class I teach so I just I just need that on the record somewhere <laughs>
0: And then my high school classes, middle school and high school classes, then we focus a little bit more on technique. Um, With the middle school classes, I am not super concerned about technique. Obviously, I do teach, and right now we are doing uh, techniques with, Pencils with graphite pencils, but we're doing portraits of historical people or historical faces, um, like the mask of Tutankhamun, and then we explain what his name means. And you know, I show some videos where you can find the the mask. Uh, then we move move on to uh, Roman um, portraits or statues. Um, so all of this classes come with a history class so again there is some sort of connection it's just not history is on this side science is on this side and then art is on this side but it's all connected how do you build uh, colors where the pigments come from they come from the lapis lazuli that are coming from the mountains and caves in Afghanistan. So where are all of this? So I show maps, I show people, I show videos, uh, I show techniques. So, so again, there is some sort of a connection between all of the subjects.
1: And then in addition, you teach an AP drawing for those students that are really going deep into themes and then how to create their own pieces of art Mm-hmm. Uh, along a theme of their choice
0: so i know everybody needs to have that art class in an art, that art credit but not everybody is, you know super excited to be there and and that's okay as long as they because i don't grade uh how great it is is it did you follow directions did you do this in a timely manner did you have good craftsmanship so they They cannot be, they don't have to be the best artists, but as long as you are meeting those requirements. But then we do have those excellent artists or those artists that, students that want to excel in art. And then we do have that uh, opportunity to have an AP art studio, which they have to create and produce 15 pieces of art um, with a cohesive theme. And it's something like as if you were going to display them in a gallery so that you can walk around and you see some sort of a theme or some sort of connection between all of these pieces. So it's exciting to see how their brains are connecting uh, pieces and how their brains are making decisions and creating ideas uh, and doing research. Uh, And it's it's just incredible.
1: And they're applying the knowledge they've already learned, right, in classical art classes and and their classical education. So it's, it's taking that rhetoric skills, those logic skills, and putting them together and hopefully with a lot of deep history and literature knowledge and being able to create art uh, that tells a story, tells a theme,
0: correct. And we've
1: had some that are beautiful, and and many that are beautiful. We've had some that were beautifully tragic,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: these students are choosing topics sometimes that are hit close to home, right? Yeah. And so sometimes you you both admire and um, maybe say, "Boy, we need to pray because these kids are going through things." Well,
0: and and that is the thing. One of the beautiful things about looking at some of these works of art and studying the history of the artists. We're not shy of talking about you know struggles, or this person wasn't a believer. And why not? Was he not exposed? Or, uh, for example, like Caravaggio, we're studying this with the fifth graders, and how much he struggled in life. He was an orphan, and 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 how you treat somebody like that. in or uh, Van Gogh, who had some mental illnesses. If you see a student that is struggling in your class, what should we do? How can we approach them? How can we? encourage them to um
1: and show christ
0: and exactly to to pray with them show christ share um some of you know the the truth um that we have and
1: those are great life lessons that we learn through those artists um because again some are christian some are not so many of them knew the truth Some of them, like a Michelangelo, knew the truth, uh, was clinging to it, but at the same time struggled with his own sin. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, it seems kind of said, boy, I've got to go back to the rock and foundation that is Jesus Christ.
0: Correct, and find discernment in what we see, what we do, what we hear, uh, what we are exposed to. And, And
1: You're teaching them to find what is good, what is true, and what is beautiful.
0: Exactly, and that's one of the requirements that we have into our APA, our... AP art history class, we have to find, you know, the beauty, the truth and the goodness in each piece.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. How did you personally discover your passion for art?
0: Well, it's kind of interesting uh, because I did not think I was going to be an artist or that I was even good at art. Uh, I don't think I was exposed when I was growing up to good art classes And I was not encouraged either. Uh, But when I got to college, I'm from Colombia. So when I went to college, I actually studied advertising. But one of the classes that we had to take was art. And I was so scared because I'm like, I don't know how to draw. I mean, I, I can draw some things, but I'm not good at it. And when this teacher started teaching us these techniques about how to draw, and I noticed that I was good. I it just blew my mind and is the exact same technique that I use with my students now uh, we start with those techniques even in middle school and I, the difference is from nine to day it, it's just beautiful how all of these and so from that point on I continue to pursue art I I i'm very self-taught and i didn't i mean after that i did not really take like more art classes it was more um self-taught practice experimentation and that hasn't stopped
1: yeah, it's that love of learning, right? That we see yes, in classical it's education. Yes, love of learning. And then again, traveling, Curiosity. We, we've been blessed, you and I, to go mm-hmm. to a bunch of countries and we know we go right to the art museums, right?
0: Absolutely. And
1: all over the United <laughs> States even. And we've been to uh, great museums all over the world and been blessed by that. I also know that if I'm going to a museum with you and our daughter, that I might as well bring um, one of those uh, comfortable things you bring to sporting events for the bleachers <laughs> to sit on, right? So I need to bring one of those because I'm going to be sitting on a bed. I love art. Um, I think you love yes. art. So I will be sitting there. I, I, I love it. I see the beauty. I'm super excited about it. And then I'm like, okay, this is, um, yeah, okay. And in we went to a museum recently uh, in Sarasota. Uh, my wife, my son, and, and, and Kathy here, and, and we went over Christmas break. It was a beautiful art. 12th century, 13th, 4th, you know, all the way up through Renaissance, and we, my son and I, went through it. We took maybe an hour, two hours to see the whole. It wasn't a big museum. We saw the whole thing in a couple hours. Um, They were nowhere near being done. They were in room two. um, Yes, I think even
0: the guards, you know, the the security people were looking at us weird.
1: Yeah, they were like, whoever comes (laughs) and takes this much time, (laughs) um, they didn't know who they were dealing with, and and we've been blessed because we, you know. You know, we've seen it in our daughter's education as well our yeah. our son went through your class and mm-hmm. my daughter's our daughter's in your class now so we've seen them adopt a passion um, for art and it's uh, really really been fantastic
0: and I have seen students where um, they have taken this class and they've gone like during Christmas break they they go to museums they take pictures and then they come back so excited to show me and tell me and so that just brings so much satisfaction to all of the hard work that we do here. Man, what,
1: one of the things I love most is when you have someone in your class and you come home and tell me so-and-so is in my class and they didn't know that they're a great artist. They had no yeah. idea. They were just, they just thought I'm in this class. I'll do a few things. And all of a sudden you unlock something and all of a sudden, boom, the, the, the floodgates open and they are yeah. uh, discovering a gift they didn't know they had.
0: And I think that was that key that unlocked so many things when I was in college that that professor really made a big difference in my life as far as art.
1: And I think that's a great example for any teachers out there. Um, yes, we need to be experts in our field. Yes, we need to do our best. But the truth is we can unlock something for someone and we just don't mm-hmm. know who that is. That's that's God will figure that out. but Um, don't give up, don't assume that a student comes from a certain background and they can or can't do something. Um, We're to deliver the material, honor the Lord and how we do it, and God will take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. So that's really great. At the end of the school year, Kathy, what do you want your students to have learned?
0: Well, honestly, I think my goal is for them to have these pegs, as much information as I can uh, give them so that they can continue to create this web so I, you know like I was mentioning before so that all of the other classes make sense I, I feel sometimes sometimes that I'm I'm kind of like a glue where I can you know talk about science we can talk about math we can talk about history we definitely talk about bible and and so in literature sometimes so all of these just coming together and just putting them together like, you know like a glue so that's that, that is my goal. And, and for them, if they like art, because again, not everybody is going to like art classes. They're not, you know, they don't feel like they can. Uh, but at least if they can learn something, they can take something with them. Um, that to me, it's a win.
1: So I'm putting you on the spot here. Last question. Let's say we have listeners who know very little about art and they're, they're interested in classical education. What are two or three artists that you say right off, these are the ones you should go to look at?
0: Um, wow, that is the spot. <laughs> um, maybe I wouldn't say artist, um, but historical periods so that you at least start learning one of each period. So you can have a little bit of knowledge in prehistoric, a little bit of Greek and Roman, a little bit of Renaissance and a little bit of explorers and then modern art. So you have a little bit of everything and then you can start building a whole curriculum from that.
1: Okay. I understand. I tend to like art because as the history teacher, I'll bring it in all the time because um, when I'm talking about propaganda, You know, I think of uh, um, all kinds of examples like uh, Mm -hmm. David during uh, the reign of Napoleon and things like that. Yes. And there's so many others. I did a lesson the other day about Pietas and how it can be (laughs) um, moved from something as religious as Michelangelo's Pietas, like the one in the Vatican or the one he did toward the end of his life where he Mm -hmm. puts himself in it, or the Valley of the Fallen uh, outside of uh, Madrid, which honors the Spanish A civil war victims, and in a way, that pieta is very different, right? It has a different um, thought process. So, getting the kids to think uh, about Mm -hmm. that. Now, granted, those students I had, I'm teaching, they were your students, so they automatically had a grasp of what um, I was talking about, but. Uh, Art is not just for the art classroom, right?
0: No, definitely not. Yeah,
1: it's for uh, all of our curriculum. So, you know, thank you, Kathy, for joining us. Uh, It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, Art should be an essential part of learning at a classical school. It is certainly difficult to find a passionate instructor that can challenge the students at their varied artistic skill set, also discern through a Christian lens the appropriate art to show our students, and awaken a child's love of God's creation through art, especially when it is possible that that has been dormant in their minds their entire lives. However, once activated and used to enhance classical learning, art becomes something special. We notice more things in the world around us, and we can appreciate the God that created all things as the ultimate artist. Well, thanks for joining us, listeners, and until next time, seek what is good, true, and beautiful. Thank you for joining us. The opinions expressed on this program are that of the hosts and the guests. The podcast is produced by Alex Halpert. Sheridan Hills Christian School is a ministry of Sheridan Hills Baptist Church.